that you've taken time to join us today on this Good Friday uh, service. We are glad that at such a time as this, we are reminded of the work of Jesus on the cross. And thank you for taking your time to be with us uh, this morning, even as you are in your homes, uh, resting and joining us even online. We have said before from Psalm 122 that we were glad when they said unto us, let us go into the house of the Lord. But more than that, we have been saying that we were glad when they said unto us, let us go online. For it is a good thing to continue in the fellowship that God has brought us into even in this season. We are in interesting times today. Interesting times because we are facing a pandemic all over the world. And I was reflecting on this the other day and I was asking myself, who would have thought that at such a time as this, we would be facing such a pandemic? Who would have thought, as we told each other in the beginning of the year, Happy New Year, that down the line we would find ourselves in such a time as this. I know there are many who possibly would want even at this time to press the reset button. I have seen some of my friends saying that we need to start all over 2020 once again and press the reset button. But I'm here to encourage you and to tell you that even through this, that the Lord shall see us through and that we shall come forth on the other side victorious in Christ Jesus. I like us, even as we go into the word of God, to invite us that we may come to a place where we are able to reflect about Jesus. Jesus, who was the suffering servant. Jesus, who went through a lot of suffering because of you and me, that our hearts, even beyond what we may be facing, we may be reminded today on this Good Friday about Jesus who suffered on our behalf. Who suffered on our behalf. And I know many may be saying, what is good about Good Friday? I'd like us to be pointed to Christ Jesus who went through suffering for me and you that today we stand a people, a children who are forgiven of their sins. Scripture gives us many, many examples of men and women who went through suffering. I can talk about David. I can talk about Stephen, Paul, Jesus himself. David in Psalm 119 verse 71 confessed and said this in Psalm 119 verse 71. That my suffering was good for me. For it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. My suffering was good for me. Why? Because it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. I believe that is where a majority of us are even today in this pandemic that we are facing. That it has brought us to another level of paying attention to the word of God. Of paying attention to the promises of God even over our lives. One man that I love by the name of Martin Luther. He said that I never knew the meaning of God's word 
until I came into affliction. I never knew the meaning of God's word until I came into affliction. I have always found it one of my best schoolmasters. And you know, Luther already knew the word of God. He already was a teacher of the word of God. But he said, and he testified and said that he never knew the meaning of God's word until he came into a time of suffering. Because he said that through the suffering, he found it to be one of his best schoolmasters. That is where we find ourselves today as we celebrate this Good Friday. A time that we have been drawn more and more into the word of God. More and more to understand his word in a different way in a time such as this. I know possibly now you're praying more. <laughs> you're reading the word more. We find ourselves just as David said, just as this man Martin Luther says. And as we come to hear more on this today, I'm reminded of the journey that Christ took to Calvary. The journey that he took to the cross. That the journey was not the end in itself. It was the means to which God was bringing him to a better place. Though we may be facing our current sufferings, that is not the end in itself. But we need to be reminded that we are on a journey. That we are on a journey. The journey may be tough. The journey may be hard. The journey may have a lot of suffering. But even in such a time as this, I would like us to be pointed to Jesus and see and learn from him how he went through his sufferings. But even before we come into that, allow me to give you two examples. One I find in scripture of the example of Stephen. In Acts chapter 7, verse 54 and 59, to 59, sorry, we are told that when the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. That when I look at the example of Stephen, three things stand out for me. That Stephen, even during his time of suffering, even through this pandemic that we are facing, we are told that Stephen was able to see the glory of God. That today we are being reminded as we remember the work of Christ on the cross, the suffering that he went through, that we need to be reminded that even in such a time as this, may we desire to see the glory of God. Stephen, we are told again in verse 55, that he looked up and he saw an open heaven. What are you seeing in this pandemic? What are you seeing in this season? The Lord desires of us that we may see the heavens opened and that they are not shut in such a time as this. Thirdly, we are told that Stephen saw this, that he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. 
Many a times when I think about this, that Jesus was almost, and I would say, giving Stephen a standing, of a, standing you know, a ovation because of the suffering that he had gone through. And many of us, even in such a time as this, we should not give up beyond the things that we are facing. May we be like Stephen, that it may be said of us, and that even in the same manner that Stephen received a standing ovation from Jesus himself, that even in this, that may be our portion. There are dimensions in God that you'll only see in this season. We say that David said that his affliction brought him to pay more attention to the decrees of God. My brother, my sister, I'm here to encourage you that even in a such time as this, the Lord desires to bring us to greater dimensions even in the spirit. Stephen in his suffering came to greater dimensions in the spirit. We should not give up. The Lord is elevating us to greater dimensions beyond the suffering that we may be facing today as a nation, as families, and even the nations of the world as a child of God, seek to arise that you may see greater dimensions and greater revelations of who God is. Because we can get lost in the things that are happening and fail to see the realities, the pleasantries, the things that God would want of us to see in such a time as this. At such a time as this. How I pray that you may be like Stephen. That the Lord may open your eyes, not to see what you're seeing in the news, but to see the greater and the deeper dimensions of God in this season. That is what this Good Friday is all about. And so when we come to the example of Christ, I just wanted to give us an example of Stephen. Yesterday I was thinking about what we call the Apostles' Creed. <laughs> That talks about Christ who suffered under Pontius Pilate, who was crucified, who died, and was buried. But I want to invite you to the journey that Christ went through in his suffering as he went to the cross for you and me. In Mark chapter 15, verse 16 to 37, Mark chapter 15, verse 16 to 37, it says, that the soldiers led Jesus away into the palace and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews. Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him, falling on their knees they paid homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him, so they led him out to crucify him. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha which means the place of the skull. When they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see 
what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priest and the teachers of the law mocked among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabakatani," Which means, my God, my God, which, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine, vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. He said, with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. You know, at that time, crucifixion was the Roman penalty, was the Roman penalty for rebellion. And only slaves of those who were not Roman citizens were to be crucified or were crucified. And so crucifixion in itself was a feared and a shameful form of execution. That for you to be executed in this way, really, it was one that was feared. And it was a shameful form of being executed. The victim was forced to carry his cross along the longest possible route to the site where he would be crucified as a warning to the others. There were several shapes, actually, of the crosses and several different methods of being crucified. But we see that the example of Jesus is this, that he was nailed to the cross, condemned. Men were sometimes tied to their crosses with ropes, but for Jesus, he was nailed to the cross. And a sign stating your crime was put on your head. And that is why for Jesus, it was put the king of the Jews. The journey that Christ went through by suffering, through suffering, was not an easy journey. That today we are being pointed to that journey to be reminded that he endured this suffering because of his love for you and me. Because of his love for you and me. He could have chosen not to be taken through that, but yet as much as he was man and God, he chose to go through this journey of suffering for you and me. That today, as we are reminded of his work on the cross, we may be reminded of this, that it is because of his love. It is because of his love for you and me that Christ went through the suffering that he went through. And now I pray that as we are reminded of this today, that we may be reminded that for you who does not know the Lord even as your personal savior, that today you may seek to make that your decision to know that he loves you 
He cares for you. That you can make that decision and accept him as Lord and Savior over your life. But when we think about this journey that Christ took, it was not the end in itself. And I've said, I would like of us to be pointed to this, that though we are going through suffering, even as we are reminded of Christ who went through much suffering, that that was not the end in itself. I am reminded of Psalm 22, Psalm 22, verse 27 to 31, that at a time as this, as we re remember Christ crucified on the cross, that we may be reminded of this, that through his suffering, this is what we get to receive as a people and even as a nation and as individuals. Psalm 22, David actually spoke about this in Psalm 22. And in verse 27, it says this, that as we remember Christ, who endured much suffering, that we may be reminded this, that at such a time as this, that the whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. We can see it already. That we may be reminded today, as we remember the work of Christ on the cross, his suffering. Psalm 22 verse 27 tells us, that the whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. That all the families of the nations will bow down before him. All the families of the nations will bow down before him. For the Bible continues to tell us this in verse 28. For royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. That when we remember the sufferings of Christ, and even in a such a time as this, that we are being told that Christ himself rules over the nations. That through the sufferings he went through, he has brought us to this place that still he rules over the nations. Ah, verse 29 says that let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Bow before him all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. That we may worship him, bow before him at such a time as this. And we can see it is already happening. Why? Because Christ underwent the suffering for you and me 2,000 years plus years ago that today we stand indeed that God is calling on us in such a time as this that all of us may come and bow before him. David continues to say in Psalm 22 verse 30 that as we remember the sufferings of Christ is this, that our children will also serve him. That future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. That even in a time like this, as we remember Christ, that our children will serve him. That future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything he has done. How I pray that that should give us hope, even in such a time as this, when there is so much suffering, that our perspective may change, that Christ himself, who endured this suffering, has brought us and will bring us to this place where our children will serve him that future generations will hear about 
the wonders of the Lord. We'll hear about the wonders of the Lord. And as I almost come to an end, because today we don't have much, allow me to end with 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. That as we remember this Jesus, crucified on the cross because of you and me. This Christ who endured much suffering. This Christ who is still with us even in our present day today, in our current pandemic, in our current sufferings. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, that after you have suffered a little while, if you're home, I'd like you to tell your neighbor, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself do what? Number one, he's saying that he will restore you. He will restore you. Secondly, he says this, that he will secure you. Thirdly, he says this, that he will strengthen you. Fourthly, he says this, that he will establish you. How I pray that today, as we remember this Jesus, he endured much suffering. You may be enduring much suffering today, but I'm here to encourage you that after a little while, after a little while, that you may claim this promise today over your life, that the Lord is telling you and me today that he shall restore you, that he shall secure you, that he shall strengthen you, that he shall establish you. Jesus, our suffering servant, desires to bring us today to the place of restoration, to the place of security, to the place of strength, to the place of establishing us in a new way. And I pray for you today who has listened to me, who has never given their life to Jesus, that you may seek even today to confess your sins to the Lord and commit your life to Jesus. And if you are there and you've listened to me, I'd like you to make this prayer after me. And just say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I am a sinner. I ask you, O oh Lord, that you may forgive me of my sins. Lord, today, I move away from the ways of the world, and I come to you, Lord. I seek to be your child today. In Jesus' name we pray. Allow me to pray even for us in response to the word of God. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to come and to die for me and even for my brother and even for my sister. He endured much suffering, O oh Lord. He endured much suffering that indeed we may come to a place that we may receive forgiveness, that we may receive restoration. And because of your love, Father, that this love you've shared abroad upon us today, Lord, we stand in hope, we stand in trust, in knowing that God, that the work on the cross, as Jesus said, it is finished, O God. Lord, I want to pray for everyone who's watching me today, O God. Lord, your word has told us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, that after suffering for a little while, O God, 
The Lord, your promise to us today is this. The Lord, you shall restore us, O God. You shall secure us, O God. You shall strengthen us, O dear Father. And that, Lord, you shall establish us, O God. We start in a time, Lord, we are facing a pandemic as families, as a nation, and even as the nations, O God. But, Lord, may we stand on these promises, Father, to know that your promises are true over our lives, even in this Lord, we thank you and we honor you. For we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. At the cross of Almighty, where your